Hi, my name is Craig Tim, and you're listening to The Craig Tim Show. I want to welcome every one of you today, because each time when we meet, I'm going to be sharing with you a message from God on living the Christian life. And during our times together, though, you're going to be challenged in a variety of areas of your life. And God is going to probably test you once in a while. But I just want to give you encouragement that His way is the right way. And we all need it so that we can be all that we can be in serving Him in our community and around the world. The title of today's message is The Price is Right for Grace. Now, what would you say are the most important words in the Bible? How about, in the beginning, God. I just happen to have a black t-shirt that has a picture of a tremendous bolt of lightning from a massive thunderstorm cloud, which is much like the cover art for my program. But across the top of the picture, the words, in the beginning, and then down at the bottom of the shirt, The one-word phrase, God. It truly is an awesome picture, and it is so impactful, too, the way it's laid out. See, these happen to be the first four words at the beginning of the Bible. These four words are what sets the tone for the contents throughout this great book. Those four words are meant to change the way you think about yourself, think about life and about God and everything else going on in the world around you. God is the creator of all things. Therefore, all things belong to him. Have you thought about that much before? I'll say it again. God is the creator of all things. Therefore, all things belong to him. Now, if you believe that phrase, then you have to believe that since God created you, that means you you belong to him too. You and I were carefully planned for his purpose. We did not make ourselves. We, We could never make ourselves. And we definitely didn't come from monkeys. And we didn't come from slime or mud or any other concoction of muck or goop. I mean, no matter what the so-called science experts say, God created us from His image. We are the direct product of God's creative power and will. All of us were created to live with a life-shaping God consciousness. And this means that we will never be the center of life, in spite of what we may feel sometimes, because... God created us. He, therefore, is the center of life. It is never about us, even though many of you may think it is. When you look in the mirror before you leave each day, what is it that you say to yourself? Are you giving yourself a big pep talk to try and be happy in the unknowns of the upcoming day? Or are you confessing sins to God? Or maybe you're mounting arguments for your own righteousness, like, oh, you know, that really wasn't considered lust the other day. I'm just a man who enjoys the beauty that God created. 
Well, well, that's not considered gossip yesterday at lunch with Susie. She and I are close friends, and it was just a little detailed personal prayer request from the lady's study I attended last week. I'm not on a quest for personal power. No, not at all. I was just using my God-given gifts of leadership that he gave me to use. How about one more phrase? Now, that really wasn't a lie at all, was it? No. It's just a different way of stating the facts. See, we're always wanting to try and justify our actions and attitudes since we tell ourselves that we are the only authority that we need. We tell ourselves that we know what is best for us. We want to write our own moral rules because we suffer from that spiritual disease of sin in our hearts. Okay, now listen up. Listen up here to what I'm going to be saying. Sin is every human being's core disease. Let you know that. We are all diseased. Sin is every human being's core disease. It holds so much strong power over you that you are unable to escape its grip. It is so damaging that it separates you from God and from whom you were created for. It renders you blind, which I talked about in a previous podcast. You become weak and self-righteous and very rebellious. You can try and run away from it, but you have no ability to escape the hold it has on you all by yourself. And when you experience this disease, it holds a grip so tight, it's like a bull constrictor squeezing the life right out of you. But I've got some great news for you today. God is so sure of the depth of your sin. If you want to know how deep sin gets, go check out my podcast entitled Global Pandemic. And you'll be shocked how deep this sin gets into you. Plus all the symptoms of this great disease. Okay, let me rephrase the last sentence. God is so sure of the depth of your sin, your inability to grasp how desperate your condition is. He is willing to change the course of human history so that at a certain point, you will have the chance to have Jesus come in your heart. Did you know that? He's so sure of that. He's willing to change the whole course of human history so that you'll have that chance to have Jesus come and live in your heart. God is not satisfied to leave you in the oppressive disaster you put yourself in. No, his sorrow for you is not just the sorrow of remorse or judgment. His sorrow is the sorrow of grace. This is why grace is so essential. It takes powerful rescuing grace to transform you from a selfish prideful, self-righteous, entitled junkie into the person who willingly and with joyful desire to surrender your own authority to the authority of Almighty God. It takes grace for you to acknowledge that there is truly a king. And it is not you, after all, no matter what you think. Face the fact that you will never outgrow your need for grace, no matter how much you mature until your struggle is over because sin is no more. 1 Corinthians 15.10 But by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace to me was not without effect. Paul is sharing with the Corinthians here. He says that true humility is not just convincing yourself that you are worthless, but recognizing God's work in you. 
It is acknowledging God's grace and continually developing your abilities for His kingdom works. 2 Corinthians 12.9 But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. See, Paul had been afflicted with a thorn from the devil, and he was asking the Lord to heal of him. And after Jesus shared with him, Paul changed his tone to gladly being weak so that Christ's power would rest in him. Now, there are many other scriptures in the Bible, especially throughout the book of Acts, where it shares that grace was given to many to sustain them in Christ's work. I know our message is a little short today, but it is right to the point. God wants us to know The cross of Jesus stands as a lasting reminder of just how desperate your need is for the grace that the cross represents. And the way to celebrate the grace that God gives you is by finally admitting how much you need it every day. Accept the grace that God wants to give you because the price is right. It's free. It's free. God's grace is free to all of us. It costs you nothing but your faith and desire to have Him, Christ Jesus, to be the Lord of your life. Or I pray that we take a good, strong look at this that we go back and we listen to this message again because it's full of truth and it's full of direction for us. And the price for grace, the price is right because it's free, Lord. Thank you for giving it to us free. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything but put our faith and a desire to have you be the Lord of our life. And you said you would even change the course of human history so that we have that chance. Folks, if you have not made that choice today, please, please don't miss it. God has changed the course of history today for you. He has given you this opportunity to come to Him freely and that you can receive the grace he wants to give you. Thank you, Lord, for all of these truths. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us each day. Bless the listeners out there. Touch them. Reassure them. And give them... Mm, give them the peace that they are seeking to be with you. Amen. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to hear God's message. And I pray that it has been impactful and it will be impactful to you from this day forward. Blessings until we meet again.